Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. Co-hosted by the inquisitive public speaking champion, Mike McVeigh, and energy economics and technology expert, Matt Jensen. Join us as we explore all things energy, economic, tech, and political, and how they will affect our future. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The New Next with Matt Jensen and Mike McVeigh. And Matt Jensen and Mike McVeigh. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Uh, life has been interesting since our last recording. Uh, <laughs> it almost feels like uh, deja vu times four times on this question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so some, some interesting things. I think it kind of deals with some of the things we talk about with technology. Uh, technology has advanced so much in the past 30 years. And people are like, well, of course it has. But. Just some of the things that we used to take for granted or used to think were amazing. Now those things are so small on the bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, Like you're a little bit younger than me, but you remember when people went to the hospital, like in the nineties or maybe the early aughts um, for something um, like, I think uh, like tonsil removal or something, they might be in the hospital for several days. Yeah, definitely. Also (laughs) signs that, you know, Mike is older than me. He says early aughts. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you don't say the early aughts? No. Well, how do you distinguish between like 2002 and 2008? Uh, the millennium decade. Yeah, but they're still part of the same decade. But like when you're talking about the earlier, late part of the, the aughts are just zero, okay. one, zero to zero. <laughs> don't make me feel older than I already am. I already feel really old. Um, <laughs> Well, what would you say if I told you that you could probably have brain surgery, not always, but you could have brain surgery and be home within 30 hours of when the surgeon um, sewed you up? I would say that you must know something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so someone pretty close to me, my mom, um, recently had brain surgery. Uh, There was a tumor pressing on her left frontal cortex of her brain, and um, it had been causing some focus and memory issues and which is, I mean, we knew something was wrong, but we thought it was like maybe mixed medication or something like that. And then basically, um, current events that uh, my dad took her to the doctor, they did a cat scan and immediately like said, Hey, we've got, we can do surgery as soon as two or three days from now. And so they, did surgery, they cut her open, got a um, majority of the tumor out, and then she was home within 30 hours. Wow. And and we went, I don't remember, let's see, because that was a Tuesday, and she was home on Wednesday. So... That's so well. I think, so I think, it, we, I think we visited Wednesday night, um, not for very long, just, just a little bit kind of thing, and in my opinion, she was already a little bit more memory and um, focus was a lot more improved from before the surgery. Which is, which is wild. You know, she's like been put under and they've sawed into her skull (laughs) and operated on her. And she's more coherent within 
24 hours. Yeah, it just sh- it shows how weird our bodies are also. You know, yeah. we don't think about stuff. Like if you have a little pebble in your shoe or something, um, it might be uncomfortable. But if you if you imagine that that's actually a part of your body, and so it's not just uncomfortable, but we, we start – I mean, I think our natural tendency as humans – is we take that little pebble and we're like, oh, I mean, it hurts a little bit, but whatever, we'll deal with it. And yeah. by the time we actually deal with it, it's like, oh, goodness, this is not good at all. <laughs> How are you walking? <laughs> walk walk, uh, walk weirdly until you have a backache, lower back right. issues. <laughs> and they're like, we don't understand what's wrong with your back. And, and then all of a sudden they see you limping or something like, why are you walking that way? Oh, um, I have yeah. a pebble in my shoe. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And her, her recovery has been going fairly well. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since that happened. Um, I mean, at least on my side it is. And we, we actually talked with her last night and, um, I was kind of saying, you know, I know what my side feel like what I hear whenever you're talking, but, mm-hmm. um, one of her problems was she was having a hard time constructing her thoughts and being able to vocalize it. Mm-hmm. And so, we talked for a little bit and I was like, I'm just curious. Do you, do you still feel like you're having trouble communicating what you were saying, uh, what you're saying, or, um, do you, in your brain, do you hear something different than what you say out loud? And she said that, yeah, she still has a little bit of that. Um, I don't know to what degree, but on our side, like I, I would have even known that, um, I, I would just put it like, Oh, she's older. You know, she's, She's an older person, so faculties are declining, but she, um, they're still, they're going to find out some more stuff, I think, in the next couple of days. And, um, but yeah, it's just amazing. Um, I remember somebody having a, a small surgery that um, was not intense, and they were in the hospital for like two weeks in the 90s and in the early aughts. Um, <laughs> and, now that, I mean, I'm wondering like if it's just a, a in and out surgery, like you go ahead and get that thing done and then you're just sent home within an hour. <laughs> How did they like find it originally? Like what, what sort of, I guess, behaviors were, was she exhibiting or, um, how did the di- whole diagnostic process go? So my parents recently moved back from another state back in May and, um, we so in the way that she had been acting and stuff at least for my context she seemed like my mom um all through may mm-hmm. um through majority of june and then around early july i noticed her responses were not the same as yeah. previously and some things that she would really um, want to talk about forever. She was just giving one word answers, but I thought she was mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it came, found out that a couple other people um, who were close to her had some similar experiences, but I didn't even find that out till um, early September. Um, then there was something specific that happened and um, I called my dad and um, cause my dad was still doing traveling across the United States. And, um, he, uh, he said that he was going to go ahead and come home. He's going to go ahead and retire a little bit earlier that he's going to retire later this year. So he just moved up his retirement 
and came home and through some different conversations with people who have gone through various things, someone mentioned um, that possibly maybe her medications got switched when she moved back to Oklahoma because she was getting a different doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, May and June, that's typical. That, that could be a typical um, prescription allotment. So, um, um, so we mentioned that to my dad and um, he looked into it. And it did look like a couple of prescriptions might have been crossed. So, he called the doctor and um, the doctor basically is like, well, bring her to the emergency room, um, which was a kind of a weird response. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, did a CAT scan in the emergency room and that's where they saw the tumor. Um, and that was a Thursday. She was released on a Saturday morning uh, for that part, for the emergency room part. But they said that, um, which is which is wild that she was there longer for the diagnostic yeah. than she was for the brain surgery. I think it's just because they're trying to check anything and everything, um, and so there was a lot more tests being run. Yeah, and um, and they actually offered. They said that she could stay um, in the hospital for the whole weekend and stuff, um, <laughs> but uh, because, just because of the cost per room. And one thing that doesn't get talked about hardly as much anymore, but at least in Oklahoma City there's still a lot of beds being used up by COVID patients. Yeah. Um, so uh, finding a bed, like <laughs> the biggest part of her time in the hospital after surgery was the fact that there wasn't a bed, even an ICU <laughs> available <laughs> um, almost immediately when she got transferred to ICU, they're like, well, Hey, you can go home in a couple hours. <laughs> um, but it, I think it was almost like, um, maybe 10 hours. No, the surgery was a long surgery. So it was like a five or six hour surgery. Um, But there was several hours where it was just like trying to find a bed that they could, um, a room that they could put her in that was, you know, safe and everything. And then the room they had her in for the most of that time, you couldn't have a visitor in there because it was multiple patients. So um, room, Room shortage is still a big issue, at least in Oklahoma City right now. And I would imagine that a good chunk of that is because of COVID, um, um, which is weird because COVID feels like it's so far away right now um, compared yeah. to when we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and that was just, you know, literally seven months ago, <laughs> or at least my part in it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, uh, but she is doing better. Um, they're going to find out some more stuff. Um, but you know, it's, it's amazing how our biases also, like I said, you know, she's, um, um, she's around 70 years old. It's very easy from, again, the time period I grew up in a 70 year old person, you you already were, um, that was always considered someone that was already on the decline. And now 70 year olds are like the new, uh, 66 year olds, um, <laughs> they still got energy and stuff. And so energy or, you know, their resting face and body action stuff. It's not the same as it was 30 or 40 years ago. Um, there's yeah. a, it's like a whole new world for people that are in their seventies specifically, but probably eighties, mm-hmm. um, to an extent. So yeah, it's it, some of the biases that I used to have against age aren't necessarily there um, in the way that they were before. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's just amazing, like, um, how all this stuff, uh, some of the robotic surgery stuff, too, mm -hmm. where you can literally have a computer do surgery. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it's quite amazing. It's like we're in those sci-fi worlds that they always talked about, but we're just, <laughs> the things that we're doing that are amazing wouldn't, like, Again, 10, 15 years ago, we we're like, oh, wow. And then the stuff that everybody thinks of when they think of sci-fi, like we're nowhere close to it. <laughs> well, and I, I, I wonder how much now is kind of um, created from sci-fi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, whether it like be James Bond or, um, you know, Star Trek or stuff like that, there's a, a lot of inventions that I see now that were conceptualized kind of in this literary sense back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember I, I, I like watching old clips of SNL um, yeah. and it's, there was one from about, I want to say five or six years ago where they're talking about the history of the world uh, around 2020. And they're talking about all the different, the technological advancements and uh, the outdated thinking <laughs> as a joke, like this is supposed to be like 2782 or something. And they're like, yeah, we thought that cancer was incurable and everybody laughs. And then there's like, but there was a time when, I mean, there's some political stuff in there too, but it was just one of those things of like yeah. where, uh, it, I mean, 500 years ago compared to today, I can't, I couldn't even, fathom how different the medical technology is um so we we definitely have a way of where future thinking and kind of reverse engineering it on some areas has definitely brought our quality of life up yeah definitely one one of the things i think is kind of interesting that i, I know some people are working on now are um, literally like kind of handheld medical diagnostic tools mm -hmm. and that would be pretty amazing but um, that that was something that I originally saw in you know the nineteen sixties era of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, and it's it's so funny that when the iPad and the iPhone came out, the fact that everybody's like, "Oh, we can finally do Star Trek," but that was more true than they ever believed and even understood at the time. Like, yeah. um, because of the iPad and iPhone and now smart technology as a whole, we are finally able to do some of the stuff that, <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's, it's still amazing that I can have this phone in my hand and it's able to do so much. Um, mm -hmm. and that's in addition to playing angry birds. Okay. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah. Technology quite come quite a long way. It has indeed, and it's continuing to do so, <laughs> both in good ways. If you would like to learn more about the New Next Podcast, find us at thenewnextpodcast.com, where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it, or rate us with five stars. 